Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. So welcome to uh, the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to GSD. I'm your host, Richard Crawford-Small, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be starting this podcasting series to help uh, aesthetic and beauty businesses to grow, get encouragement, support, and just help you really realize that, that entrepreneurial spirit and let it live large. Um, and um, I've created this podcast series to create um, a bit more support for my clients, but also to help to reach a slightly wider market than we currently serve. I've specialized in working in the aesthetic sector as a marketer, sales, business uh, coach, um, and general bum and dog's body for the last 15 years. And um, But the principles that we talk about in business are, are generally pretty universal and can be applied to most businesses, really. So um, the reason I wanted to do this is to help predominantly just to help give you some support. If you're listening to this and you're a bit uncertain about business or a bit overwhelmed, uh, confused, join the club. Many of us are out there. We feel like we're winging it or just making it up as we go along. And I'm here to help share my insight, but also the insight of others, <clears throat> excuse me, to help their, help you realise the potential that you have within your business, but also realise the potential that you have as entrepreneurs um, and where you have uncertainty my goal is to give you some certainty where you are overwhelmed my goal is to give you uh, calm and where you are confused my goal is to give you clarity so I'm here to help you enhance empower educate elevate and take your business to new heights so how's that for an intro so as I said my name's uh, Richard Crawford Small and I think with all things, uh, introductions are kind of the first places to start. So what I want to do is just tell you a little bit about the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs and kick off this podcast series with a bit of background about that, but also a little bit of background about me. Because um, I'm not medically trained, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a, a dentist, I am pure sales and marketing. And you might think, okay, well, you know, so what's this guy got to share or, you know, what's his his relevance to working in the aesthetics market? And um, the answer to that is, well, I've been in the market for 15 years in varying different roles, sort of sales and marketing. Um, and I've, I've worked with every business size from a small independent uh, practice pre-startup or just starting out right the way through to big multi-site chains um, and I've been involved in in deals anything from a, a hundred pounds for a, a box of uh, product 
through to three million pounds worth of breast implants. That was an interesting day, I can tell you that one. Um, I've also a chair and I've developed the business agendas for these Somersetic conferences and conferences in the UK. Um, the preferred coaching partner for six different companies in the aesthetic sector. Um, and I'm also a published author. I'm the author of the book called Changing Faces, uh, which is about creating beautiful medical aesthetic practices. Um, so, um, so yeah, I've been, I've been in the business for a while. Um, and I, I saw that there was a, a need for a, a community that would help the aesthetics business market, market think and act a little bit more entrepreneurially. Um, to focus on sales, marketing, business skills, um, and not so much focusing on the clinical stuff. The clinical is the go-to for a lot of aesthetic businesses, um, but <clears throat> that's where you're safe. That's your safe zone. Where people tend to struggle is just around basic sales and marketing techniques and strategies. And for a very small or little, low level of investment, often free, you can get a massive, massive return. And it was kind of being frustrating seeing this, watching people spend money in places where they didn't really need to spend it, getting poor results when they could have easily got much, much better return on their investment and much better results. Um, and it was, yeah, it was frustrating. And it was also frustrating that there was no real environment to support um, practitioners in these activities. Um, I love empower, love pioneering things i love being an entrepreneur i love the feeling of being an entrepreneur i love being involved in startups and small businesses i like working with jet skis not rather than oil tankers um because of the energy of launch those new ventures those new products um and yeah just the the love of kind of really enjoy working with those young businesses as they kind of grow um but also it can be a bit of a lonely place. Um, I don't know if you've seen the. There's a photo. There's a, a, a an image of a, a guy, and it's like the uh, the self-employed Christmas party, and there's just one bloke sat on his own. <laughs> loads of seats around him, because it is. It can be kind of a lonely place, and I also wanted to bring people together of a like mind um, to support each other and help um, to provide that kind of you know support, and also a place where. You can share stories, wins, losses, etc., etc., and that really coincided with the kind of more of the development of Facebook groups. So I created um, the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs uh, Facebook group. Now, a quick little story for you is it didn't actually start off as being called the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs uh, Facebook group. It started off being called um, the Shirtless, which was a throwback to um, a day I had in London. When I was, it was that last thing, summer before last, it was really, really hot. And I'd been trying to get a meeting with a guy for months. And I was just bit bombing and bimbling around um, the city of London in my T-shirt, rucksack on, tattoos out. And I had a message from this guy saying, look, I'm going to be in London. If you want to meet up, now's the time. And instantly my brain starts going crazy. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm not in a suit. Oh, I'm in the city of London surrounded by people in suits. So I started having this kind of existential crisis, uh, crisis of identity about whether or not I should go and buy a shirt or not. And by the time I'd sort of wrestled with myself, the opportunity to actually purchase the shirt had gone. I'd run out of time. So I went to this meeting as I was, and the guy didn't actually bat an eyelid. 
So for me, it was a kind of a moment. It was sort of like, yeah, you know, I am now free from um, the uniform, if you like, of business. I don't have to wear a shirt anymore. So I named my emerging business Shirtless. Now, that's a great name, but lesson one is if you're creating an, an online community, make it a relevant name because calling it Shirtless actually led to some very interesting people attempting to uh, join the group. Uh, my particular favourite was Hunts the Bondage Master, uh, trying to get access to uh, an aesthetic community called The Shirtless. So that made me realise that perhaps I hadn't got the name on brand and a little bit of thinking and someone sort of said to me, well, what is it you do? And I said, well, I like to create aesthetic entrepreneurs. And they said, well, there's the name of your group. So, ah, fantastic. So we created the Facebook group and um, put some rules in place about who could join. Um, essentially, we just want like-minded, energetic, creative people who just want to grow their court, grow their business. Um, and we created the group and it's been growing and growing ever since. It's, it's fantastic. Um, we've got people who are, you know, going more successful, making more money, the beautiful, the business is getting more beautiful, and I'll explain what I mean by a beautiful business a little bit later on. Um, we get, we work with you to bring you out of the shadows, because there's a, a kind of a saying I have, a couple of sayings, which is, one is, shy kids don't get sweets, and the other one is that if your clients trust you to solve their problems for them, you'll never have to sell anything. So if you're listening to this and you're a little bit kind of trepidatious about sales, well, one is join the club because most people are. Um, but the secondly thing is you don't really need to be. Um, so throughout these podcasts, we'll be giving you kind of tips and tricks and, and, and insight and support on how to you know, effectively solve the problems that you have and help you be more comfortable um, with growing your business because Shy kids don't get sweets. It's a saying my son absolutely hates when I say it to him because he thinks, well, it's unfair. You know, everybody should have opportunity. And I agree. But the reality is, is that the squeaky wheel gets oiled. And you're there as a, an entrepreneur ready to grow your business. You need to be the one who is shouting the loudest about it, about how successful, about what you do, who you do it for and how good you are at doing it. Because if you don't do that then no one else is going to do it for you. So we that's essentially called sales and marketing, doing those things. So um, so when we created Aesthetic Entrepreneurs as a group, our primary goal was to obviously want to create, create a community. Um, we wanted to add value and support people coming into the marketplace. Uh, we wanted to help people grow and develop as entrepreneurs. But also, at the end of the day, we also needed to commercialise it and help you commercialise your businesses. And um, by connecting you with each other and listening to different things, by giving you business strategies, etc., etc., um, that is how how we do it and how we grow. So, um, and the purpose of this podcast is to really to help you to, you know, just. We shoot the breeze and some people like to listen, some people to like to, to watch. So feel free to join the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs group on Facebook. Um, but also if you're listening to this, you know, this is, I want to be another, uh, tool of learning, um, of support and of perhaps encouragement to you that you're not out there on your own, that you can succeed. Um, and you can succeed well by effectively just kind of being yourself. 
And that for me really is what, you know, being a, an, an entrepreneur, an aesthetic entrepreneur is all about. It's growing, you know, a thing of value, but doing it in a way that creates a beautiful business. Now for me, a, a beautiful business is something that's, that's well run, that's slick, but also has the culture and personality of the person behind it. That's kind of what a beautiful business is to me. And the reason it's important that you have the culture is because that's the bit that a lot of people tend to forget. When we uh, look at building businesses, I look at it and doing it in six kind of stages. And um, the first stage is looking at goals, because, you know, if you don't have a goal, then you're never going to be able to really understand where it is you want to get to and how you want to get there. For me, a goal is a dream with a plan. So once you've established your goal, then obviously we need to create the plan. And then the third step in all of that is culture. And that's a bit that a lot of people tend to forget about. And a culture of a business really for me is looking at its vision and values. So the vision of aesthetic entrepreneurs is to build successful aesthetic businesses by inspiring the people behind them, by working with the people and inspiring you to be the best version of yourself. I know it sounds trite and cheesy, but do you know what? Actually, what I've discovered is trite and cheesy actually works. Um, trying to be too clever, funnily enough, in marketing doesn't actually work. You don't have the budget. I've tried all sorts of different campaigns and things like that being really subtle laying like breadcrumbs and thinking oh yeah people or people will get that no they don't they don't get it being absolutely trite cliched slapping them in the face with the messages is literally the best way forward um disappointing to me as it was as a marketer i love doing those multi-layered funky campaigns with you know lots of white space and all that sort of stuff no, it turns out that actually just slapping people in the face with a marketing message is the way it works. So, sorry, I didn't make the rules. Um, <laughs> it's just human, it's just psychology actually. Someone once told me that, um, that if you treat your clients as if they are, uh, have no imagination and are lazy, that your marketing will be much more effective. And actually, that's definitely true. So our vision, you know, inspiring the people behind them sounds trite, but it works. The second part of, of culture is about values. And our values are, one is to be progressive. So progressive for me is future thinking. We invest in people and ideas. And we encourage you to invest in people and ideas. The first person you need to invest in is yourself. And putting a budget every month aside for courses, for learning, for books, for workshops, expand your mind. Some of my most successful clients spend a five figures a year on learning and not just the clinical stuff, on the business stuff, on sales and marketing, constantly developing themselves. I myself spend quite a lot of money every year with different coaches and on different courses learning to develop and grow so I can have better ideas and to do that you really need to invest in the people to give you those ideas there's a lot of free stuff out there but eventually you kind of move further down the road on your business you're gonna have to stick your hand in your pocket and invest um, in your own education um, we encourage you to be to be powerful so be progressive be powerful and by powerful I mean empowerment so I love the old idea of, you know, 
teach a man to fish. So you give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. It's almost like if you give someone a marketing message, they make one sale. If you teach someone how to create marketing messages, they will have a massive, massive, massive business. So things like that, by teaching you the tools, um, because if you're listening to this and you're here, you're pretty cre- you're creative. We tend to attract creative people, um, which is brilliant because once we switch that little mind, that little cre- bit of creativity on and you've got all the tools out there for you to be able to create your own marketing messages, create your own campaigns. And then once you learn how to adjust and tweak and measure the effectiveness of them, you're off and running. And the last part of it is to be principled. And I mean, stand for something meaningful. So we stand for the entrepreneur. We stand for, you know, you achieving your goals, for you helping to, uh, for helping you to become the business owner that the world needs you to be. And why that's important is in the UK, there are lots of challenges around the injectable market and how um, perhaps people who are inappropriately trained or inappropriately qualified are able to do those, those sorts of provide those sorts of procedures. Being principled means that um, we just don't support that. I mean, there are many people in the aesthetic entrepreneurs world who are um, beauty therapists, and um, but we don't support the uh, training or uh, provision of them providing those treatments to clients. It's simple as that. That's one of our principles. So having a strong principle makes it very, very easy to deal with different people, different clients. And it's the same also with your clients. Having principles enables you to deal with people in a very, very strong way. Uh, We don't tolerate bears. So bear clients are those who are very, very demanding, um, quite aggressive, and you know in your heart that they are not the right client for you. The reason I call them bears is there was a story I read a few years ago, and um, I think it was in the US anyway, and basically there was a guy who went into hospital with um, some severe bite marks, and I said his dog attacked him. And one of the um, doctors in this hospital looked at the sort of bite marks and said, there's no way that's a dog. Um, it's, too, it's too big. There's no way that's a dog. So... The, they sent the, they sent the police round to his house, was flat actually, and in his flat was a full grown black bear. And, um, so they, they must have kicked the door in, tranquilized the bear, go back to the hospital, talk to the guy, and said, well, how the hell did you end up with a full size, full grown black bear in your, in your flat? And turns out that he, um, went out into the wilderness, found this bear cub by the side of the road, picked it up, takes it home, um, Bear's got a friend, bear, you know, who doesn't want a pet bear? You know, it's like a little furry, little cute little bear cub. Yeah, it's great. Then it grows up, grows up, grows up. One day this bear gets really upset at his dog, attacked him. And apparently when he's having this interview, he said, I kind of knew at the time it wasn't a great idea. And when you, when that sort of thing hits your brain, that's the kind of thing that you should probably act on. And, um, you know, uh, and when we have clients who are ultimately quite challenging, our second brain, our gut tells us, our instinct tells us that this isn't a great idea, that this client is not on our wavelength, that we are not connecting with them. But then, but we take them on board against our better judgment. We take them on board as a client thinking everything's going to be okay. And guess what? Turns out not to be okay. 
So if you have principles that are non-negotiable, then dealing with your business every day, every step forward, actually make becomes easier. So, so your and so having a culture, having a strong culture, enables you to maximize the the next three parts of the process, which is <clears throat> community. So having a culture enables you to attract the right type of client. So we resonate with people, as I sort of said, and we attract creative people into a set of entrepreneurs. Why? Because we have a kind of a culture of creativity. Um, we we have fun with our branding. We have fun with our marketing. We have fun with our messages. Um, we don't want to be boring. So therefore, we attract people who don't want to be boring. You know, in your messages, in your marketing, you can have fun with it as well. You don't have to be formulaic. It can be exciting. It can be vibrant. And you'll attract exciting and vibrant people. So only by creating your culture, then do you create your community. And it's your community that type of client that person that you have that brings with them the fifth part which is the opportunity now earlier i said that if your clients trust you to solve their problems for them then you never have to sell anything in your life and that is the opportunity your clients bring with them opportunity for you to be able to solve their problems for them and once and if depending on the size of the problem depends on basically the value of it and i I like to think of sales as just opportunity. So again, as I said earlier, if you're listening to this thinking, you know, that you're a little bit jittery around sales, take the word out and put it in, put in there opportunity. You know, I'm grateful for the opportunities that are presented to me. When clients come to me with a problem, a real kind of a humdinger of a problem, there's an opportunity there. The bigger the problem and the more valuable it is, perfect. You know, we can solve big problems. That comes to the, the last part, the final part, which is around re- reward, which is revenue. So we get paid for solving those problems. That's what happens. You and I are in the same business, actually. We're in outcome. So <clears throat> by going through those sort of steps, goal leads to your plan. Your plan leads to your culture. Your culture leads to community. Community leads to opportunity and opportunity leads to revenue. We've got a process to go through. And that is essentially the ascetic entrepreneur's world. That uh, program I've just described and outlined is actually called our Platinum Program. Um, but, you know, we, we talk an awful lot about that. And through these podcasts, through the next you know weeks, months, hopefully years, hopefully this, this series will go on for, um, you're like, ah, oh, great, really, years? Well, you know, I hope my voice is uh, okay because you're going to be hearing it quite a lot. And I'll be sharing insight, um, hopefully some wisdom and some, you know, some defined tools and, and, um, techniques that you can use to move through those gears from goal setting through to planning tools, planning tools through to how to create your culture. So looking at brand values, looking at then into how you can create communities. So on how to create Facebook groups, uh, for example, um, looking at then the opportunity. So how you can communicate that you can solve these problems. And then in the end, it's sort of like revenue generation, automation, all those sorts of bits and pieces as well. So there's an awful lot that we can go through. Now, um, and ultimately that's making life easier for you, solving some problems because you guys have bring me the opportunity to do that for you, which is 
fantastic. Um, this podcast will always be free. Um, you know, I'll be sharing my best stuff because I'm not afraid of doing that. Um, again, something that you can take away with you from this particular podcast is to not be afraid to share your, your good stuff. At the end of the day, it comes down to implementation. You can have all of the knowledge in the world, but if you don't implement, none of it will work because it's the doing that generates the act, generates the outcome. So I can sit and give you all of the insight that you need, but yet if you're not going to implement it, then it doesn't really matter. It just becomes a nice insight. So what I say to you is just take, you know, one thing, one thing from everything that you do. All the, 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 if you've got a, a, a shelf creaking under self-help books, just take one thing from each of them and implement it. And over a period of a year, you've implemented quite a lot of change and made, and you'll have hopefully achieved your, uh, achieved your goals. So, there's just a little bit of an insight into um, aesthetic entrepreneurs, into how what we can do, how oh, hopefully this podcast will will add value um, as we've gone through. Hopefully you've got value from it already. Because now, next um, uh, podcast I want to do next week is just to talk a little bit more about myself. Now, hopefully not in a kind of self-indulgent kind of way. But as I'm effectively leading this and taking you through it, I think it's important that you understand a little bit about uh, my background and how I have arrived at this point. Because also learn, listening from the stories of others, we can also start to understand a little bit more about ourselves. And you may draw some parallels between some of the experiences that I've had and how I've dealt with them and experiences that you've had and how you've dealt with them. And the way I'm going to do it, is rather than a kind of a lengthy waffling sort of discussion about me, is I'm just going to break it down into a thing called the Museum of Me. Um, and it's something you can take and do yourself, because I think communicating a little bit more about your own personality to your particular clients is a very, very useful and valuable thing. You want to humanise yourself. So don't hide behind your marketing, don't hide behind your business. Step forward and own that space. So leading from the front, I'm going to talk about the Museum of Me. And what that is, is I'm going to choose uh, probably four different objects uh, from my past um, that basically are reflective of a different stage in my life. And I'm going to talk about that and why it's important. And obviously we'll connect it to a, you know, a business message and a, a self and development message. Um, because I'd like you to kind of do the same thing, really. You know, objects have power. And especially certain special things. Um, and the first object I'm going to talk talk to you about next week is the cricket bat that my great grandfather made for me when I was three years old. And you know that's I think it's a great way of introducing early rich. <laughs> um, and then we'll walk through a couple of the others, give you a bit of understanding into my backgrounds because um, you know I've I've had to learn an awful lot. In, in a short space of time um, and enable me to be able to deal with the challenges of being an entrepreneur and growing a business. And a lot of those challenges were set from beliefs and um, conversations and just overhearing little things when, when I was a kid. Um, so it's taken kind of a, a time to understand and rationalise why I thought certain things were so when actually they were not so. 
that makes any sense at all. But it'll make more sense next week when I talk to you about the cricket bat. So uh, have a fantastic week, guys. Uh, look forward to tuning in to next week. And um, if you've got any questions, feel free to, you know, you can find me on um, social media. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to take questions, answer fan mail, all those sorts of wonderful things. And if you've enjoyed this, just give a, a little bit of a review, uh, thumbs up on the, um, on, I think it's on iTunes, you can do that. Uh, maybe a little bit of a review, um, and some feedback would always be good. So this is the, this is the first time I've ever done this, and this is a great thing because this is the worst it will ever be, hopefully. So uh, if you've got through this far, fantastic. Thank you very much for your support. Um, next week, we'll talk a little bit more about my background. And um, I look forward to seeing you then. Take care. Bye now. Subscribe now for tips, insight, and stories to enhance, empower, educate, and elevate your business to new heights. Mm-hmm.